Hi, and welcome to your Platinum Community Podcast. This is Platinum Training Technologies, and we were founded with the belief that the greatest challenge is to improve yourself by investing in yourself. This is Volume 1, and this is Episode Number 4. This is Social Media 101 for the 45 Plus Crowd, Part 2, okay? We're going to follow up from our last podcast where we went through the top social media sites, gave some basic information. Now, if you're listening to this podcast or watching our vidcast, more than likely you are at least dipping your toe in social media, and that's great. But there's so many people out there who are new. And again, for the 45 plus crowd, there are certain, I guess, precautions, guidelines, and or maybe even best practices and some etiquette you need to follow when you are engaging on social media. Now, what this is not about, again, is how to open up or start a social media account or anything like that. There are plenty of YouTube videos that you can find that information out on. So go check that out online if you need help setting anything up. What we're going to be talking about are best practices and etiquette. And I'm primarily going to speak about Facebook and LinkedIn. And the reason I'm going to pick those two, those are going to be more appropriate social media platforms for the 45 plus crowd. Obviously, these best practices and etiquette can apply towards all the other social media. So again, we're going to look at primarily Facebook and LinkedIn, and there are some differences in in, in the etiquette and the best practices. So we're going to jump right in to volume one, episode four, social media one-on-one for the 45 plus crowd, part two. So here we go. Let's talk about Facebook. Again, as we mentioned last time, Facebook is the most popular social media platform with over 2.2 billion users. That's about one quarter or 25% of the world's population. That is crazy to think about that. So there's a lot of do's and don'ts. And especially if you're new or maybe you've just kind of, you know, you just kind of pop in Facebook every once in a while and you're not really using it, but you want to get more engaged. Now, social media is important, especially if you're looking for a job or you're still involved in business, social media is a great way. Now, again, Facebook tends to be more personal, but there's a lot more and more business context on Facebook than than before. But still think of Facebook as personal, LinkedIn as business or professional, just for the purposes of this podcast. So first of all, with Facebook, security settings. It's my opinion that you want to set that privacy setting to friends only. So what you do is there's a, whether you're on mobile or desktop, you want to go to my settings uh, or it's not a control panel, but it's actually like a my settings and go to privacy settings and you want to set, there's like four or five different options, but you want to set everything to friends only. Now, why do I say that? Because if you don't do that, you may have friends of friends who could actually see your information on Facebook. And again, Facebook, it's your personal. uh, And there's a lot of personal information on there that you may not want the whole world to know. Or maybe you have a friend who's friends with your ex-husband or ex-wife or ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. You don't want them to be able to see what's going on. So my advice would be to set the privacy to friends only. The other thing is, again, this is all related to security, this, this first part. 
Don't share that you're going out of town or on vacation until after. Don't post those pictures till you're already back home. There's been so many instances where people have come home and their house has been ransacked because they they broadcasted that they weren't going to be home. So that happens quite often. So don't share that you're going out of town or on vacation until after you come back. And then you can share all the pictures and share that with all your, all your friends on your network. The third thing is don't play games that want access to your phone. There's tons of them out there. You know, one recent one I saw was, which beetle are you? And then if you click the button, it asks for access to your phone. Now it may say photos or your contacts. You don't want to do that because that basically that particular little application that's running within Facebook is going to possibly data mine or get some information from your phone. Yeah, those games are fun. I didn't play it. I would probably be, I would probably be Paul. I don't know. I don't know what Beatle I would be. But my point is there are a ton of games out there and people play that and share that and want you to play along. Do not do that. There is so much identity theft on Facebook. There's so much, so many people are hacking other people's Facebook pages to try to get information from you. It's happening all the time. The other is don't play games that ask you to reveal personal information. During this pandemic, I've seen many people, and again, I get it, they're bored and they're trying to interact and be social and connect with people. They list about 20 things and you get a point for everyone you can answer yes to or something like that. Or it may even say, it'll ask you specifically, what is your maiden name? What's the name of your first dog? And if you think about it, a lot of those questions are also security questions that you might get on websites like your bank or some financial institution to reset your password. So do not give that kind of personal information out on Facebook. Even if it's if you're set to friends only, you don't know every, you know, even though someone is your friend, <laughs> they you just don't know, right? So you just got to make the assumption uh, just like anything else, you don't want your information out there. Now let's talk about friends and friending people. First of all, you know you want to friend people who, uh, you know that that you feel comfortable sharing personal information with. You know don't don't friend everyone. Uh, you know if you're if you're thirty years out of high school like I am, if you see someone that that oh yeah I remember that person. If you weren't friends with them in high school, I mean probably don't friend them. That's just, I I just don't think that's good practice. You know, it's not saying that you couldn't become friends, but more than likely, if you weren't friends with them in high school or college, or if you haven't connected in the last 20 years, you're probably not going to, unless you feel nostalgic and you want to do that and you feel like you could trust that person. But again, my previous information that I gave on security, that's why I say those things. On Facebook, you do have the option of tagging people on pictures or posts. It's always, you know, if it's an immediate family member, yeah, I would go ahead and do it. But if it's someone you don't know or no, don't know very well, really should ask permission before you tag someone. And tag means uh, on that post, you have the option to type in their name, Facebook finds them and you hit it and it tags them. Ultimately, it would show up on their Facebook page. Now, Facebook does have a protocol, you know, mine is set where people can't tag me without my approval. Even my family, because sometimes they take unflattering pictures of me or, you know, I might be asleep or snoring and my kids are video, videoing me. And I'm sure that's on other platforms, but it's not going to be on my Facebook page. So uh, just be aware of that. The other thing is is politics and other polarizing topics. Sure, if you know that 
all your friends on Facebook think exactly the same way you do, vote the same way you do, or sure, get, get dive right in. I have seen over the last two or three political cycles, I've seen friendships destroyed, families torn apart just over politics. People, it's just not worth it. You know, polit- politics or politicians come and go. You know, one you know, one year it's the Republicans, one year it's the Democrats, one year it's the left, one year it's the right. You know, it's just going to change. So you got to really think about if you feel that strongly about politics, you just really you're not going to argue with people who who are diametrically opposed to you. I see this all the time. I've got family members who post, and I've got other family members who are you know, don't have the same beliefs, and they go back and forth. The thing is, you're never going to convince the other side. To, to change their mind, especially if they're in their 45 plus category, it's just not going to happen. So stay away from it. Life's too short, folks. Stay away from politics. That's my advice. And other polarizing topics, and, and I won't, you know, you know, maybe whether it's, you know, religion or, uh, you know, your stance on social issues, it's just, it's a, per, it's your personal Facebook. And if you, and you can express yourself however you want, that is certainly your right. But just remember in doing so, make sure you're connected with people that think like you, because if you don't, there's going to be conflict. And, you know, if that's what you want, fine. That, that what, you know, get you off, float your boat, whatever. It's not for me. Again, that's just advice. Uh, last two, uh, these are kind of more of my pet peeves, what I call the loyalty test or the fairy godmother posting. So I see this quite a bit. And it's like, if you share this post within two hours, you will be granted seven wishes or some crazy thing like that. Come on, people, that, that's not real. It's not going to happen. Facebook is not a fairy godmother. Secondly, I see the post that, hey, I'm testing my friends. to If you're truly my friend, you're going to reshare this post and tag me in it or, or something like that. Listen, if we're friends on Facebook, that should be loyalty enough, right? I, I, you don't have to test me every two months to see if I'm paying attention to your posts. I really don't care. All right. Well, I mean, I do care. I you know, want to make sure you're okay, but but don't do a loyalty test. Okay, that's just so. So the loyalty fairy godmother posting, please don't do that. The last one I'm going to talk about in this category is uh, posting these stories that are really too good to be true. Uh, research stories before sharing them. You know, like a UFO landed in Washington State. Now, if it's all over the news, yeah, go ahead and share it. Uh, or if it's from a trusted news source, share it. But don't don't share those things like Bill Gates is giving away a million dollars if you share this post. He will randomly select five people in the next 24 hours and he's going to give you a million dollars. That has been going around for as long as I've been on the Internet. That, you know, either and it started actually in emails. So don't fall for that or anything like that. It's crazy. It's 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 just wasting people's time. Now, if you want to do that for entertainment and laugh and go, ha ha, look what I found. That's fine. But the more you propagate that, the longer it's just going to stay out. And, and there's a lot of different versions of that. So research stories before sharing them. Make sure it's factual and, and just, uh, and again, kind of going back to controversial as well. All right. We're going to continue. Now, this is uh, this section's about photographs. There's a few things. So first of all, don't post inappropriate photos. And you know what I'm talking about. Facebook, Instagram, most of these places or these social platforms will have some sort of guideline on posting of inappropriate pictures. Uh, a lot of times it will be caught. It will be blocked, may- maybe for not for a little bit, but that will get you banned off social media. So don't don't post anything that's inappropriate uh, or violent or anything like that. Uh, 
Also, if you're, I don't really care who you are, don't post photos of someone else's children unless you're friends with the parents, they're in the picture, or your kids are in the picture with them. But just don't randomly take a picture of someone's kid and put it on there. Um, yeah, I mean, again, unless you're grandma or grandpa or something, or niece or nephew, and say, hey, I'm proud of my niece. You want, you know, that, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about randomly because that is really creepy and um, just, just don't do that, okay? The last thing is never share unflattering photos. Now, this phone that we have, the camera on these phones nowadays is better than a lot of studio cameras back in the 60s and 70s. A lot of times they are high definition. Uh, they will see the pores on your skin. You don't, <laughs> I don't want people to see the pores on my skin. Uh, don't share pictures of yourself eating food. People don't want to see you shoving food in your mouth. Don't share pictures of close-ups of your body parts. And I'm not talking about the X-rated kind. I'm talking about your feet or hands or your nose or your ear. Again, you may not think, oh, it's, oh that's my ear. Most of us aren't used to looking at your body parts that close up, especially if you are uh, have hands or feet that look like Yoda. Do not, it, it, especially if it's a close up. I mean, you may go, oh, you know, my hands look young. And then, you know, you look like Yoda. I mean, don't do that. People don't want to see all that. Okay. And, and I'm sorry, I have a pet peeve with feet. I don't want to see feet, especially if they're callousy. Or you could see the hair on the knuckles, okay? I don't want to see your feet. So just be careful what pictures you, you, you show on Facebook, okay? So that's just, again, personal. And if I offend anyone, my apologies. It's not my intent. Don't share sensitive content. What does that mean? That could be something disturbing, something, you know, maybe you're working with a company and you share some information or maybe a family member. Or, I mean, basically, it's don't gossip because that will, could get you in trouble. Any big news that you have, like you're getting married, you're getting divorced, you're going to have a baby, make sure you inform people before you put it on Facebook. Something that important should be told in person, okay? So don't announce a marriage or a baby or something like that, especially if you have close friends and family on Facebook because someone's going to get mad. It happens. But if that doesn't bother you, big deal. If you just say, hey, I want to, I was trying to get everybody at one time, I get that. But just another thing to think about. Also, uh, I've seen a lot of tragedies on Facebook. A lot of people who passed away due to COVID, complications of COVID, or just various other things. It's very hard to, you know, what do I say? And definitely don't like the post. I've seen people, you know, Uncle Joe died. I see someone like it. And and I think, you know, I, obviously they're liking the sentiment of, you know, he's gone and please, please, you know, grieve with me. But don't don't like bad stuff, okay? The best thing is don't post anything at all. What can you say at that moment to make someone feel better? Um, and, are, and are they going to read that? And is it really going to make them feel better? You know, maybe just simply do the little prayer hand icon. That's what I do typically because there's nothing. It's hard to, what are you going to say? It's just really hard to say anything that is appropriate. So acknowledge it maybe by that or, hey, thinking of you. Just keep it short. Keep it simple or, or don't post at all because at the end of the day, they're not going to remember if you posted on their site or not. I mean, if you're that close, you're probably with them or you're talking on the phone or texting. So just be sensitive to that. Here's the other thing. 
don't be afraid to unfriend people. Okay. It is okay to unfriend people, especially if they're toxic, posting things that you think are very, very offensive. Remember, it's your Facebook page. So it's your world. So you should can control who posts or or what you see on there. Now, Facebook does have an option uh, where you can snooze or unfollow somebody. And again, you could Google how to do that. But usually on a post, there's something on the top right-hand corner. You click it, and it'll say, hide this post, snooze this person for 30 days, or unfollow this person, but you're not unfriending them. They're just not going to show up on your newsfeed. I do have a, several people who post a lot of annoying things. And it's not that it's offensive. It's just they're posting 10 annoying things a day and it clogs up my news filter. I mean, I'm, I really want to go on my Facebook page and see what's going on with all my friends and family and colleagues. But I don't want to see a lot of goofy posting like, uh, you know, cat pictures, dog pictures, you know, wh- whatever, especially if it's 10 or 15 a day. Okay, so if you're doing that on my Facebook page, you probably are got snoozed or I'm unfollowing you. Still friends, but not following you. Now, one thing I'm going to say about Facebook, and, and this is also applicable to LinkedIn, which we're going to talk about next. In today's world, employers, potential employers are going to look you up on social media. In fact, I read one study where it said resumes are going to go away. They're just going to go to your LinkedIn page or find you out there on the internet and they'll they'll know everything about you. That's pretty scary, but I think that is a, a very real possibility. Be very careful what you post out there, especially if you were a public servant, uh, whether you're like a teacher or a uh, first responder or something like, or a politician, got to be really careful what you post on your, on your personal Facebook page. Because remember, you got all those friends out there. Remember what I said earlier about friends of friends. Once you post it, yeah, you could go back and delete it. But if someone takes a screenshot of it, guess what? It's out there forever. You got to be very cognizant of that. Also, be very careful about friending people that you work with. I mean, if you're a longtime friend, you've known someone for 20 or 30 years, absolutely. But don't start a new job and start friending everybody on Facebook. Now, LinkedIn, different story. But on Facebook, you got to be very, very, very careful. With today's social media, what happens is, yeah, we're at home and Maybe in the middle of the day, you check your Facebook and you're, you like something and someone says, oh, you know, Susie's checking Facebook during business hours. So be very careful with that. That's all I'm saying is, again, it is your personal space. You can do with it what you want. Just be cognizant is if you are entering the social media digital world, you are opening up your life to a lot of people that you normally don't. So if you're a private person, you don't like people knowing your business, social media is probably not for you. I'm just saying. Anyway, that's Facebook. Again, this is applicable to all the other what I call non-business sites, maybe like a Twitter or Instagram. All right, now we're going to jump into LinkedIn. Now, I think LinkedIn is is very important, especially if you are the 45-plus business professional. And again, the, the reason we started Platinum Training Technologies and started this Platinum Community you know, I recognize that if you're not staying relevant or keeping up with the times, you're going to get passed by. Um, we all feel the the millennials, the Gen Xers, and we you know we feel that younger generation kind of nipping at our heels. Now I know it feels that way, and it's not, that's not really what it is. But that younger generation, because they adapt to technology, they adapt to terminology and lingo, etc., they seem to have an advantage. We were started to help kind of level that playing field. So if you're interested in something like that, information on, on the podcast or uh, PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com, we do have a membership site for the 45 plus crowd who 
can help guide you. We have a, a lot of courses that will help upskill you, kind of get you current. We have some life help or life hack articles. Plus, we have a private community that we can talk about topics like this. So it's not on Facebook. It's actual private community. But anyway, it is designed more for business. I mean, that's our whole idea around that. Also, if you're a a business, small to medium-sized business, or heck, even a large business, if you need uh, training, learning, and development program for your team members, we can help with that. Um, it's very low cost. It's a monthly cost to, to per employee, and, and it's a lot of value. You have access to a lot of the same stuff, and, and it is designed for multi-generational as well. So again, check us out, PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com, and there's a, a business tab on there you could click on. All right, let's jump into LinkedIn. Now, again, LinkedIn is very important because if, if you are 45 plus, LinkedIn will really help you, especially in business, keep up to date on what's happening in, in your particular industry or in business in general. It'll help you connect to other professionals. If you're looking for a job, it's very, very, very powerful. So LinkedIn is a great place. Again, if you're going to do any social media, 45 plus, it is going to be, I think it should be LinkedIn, especially if you're still in the workforce. Like I mentioned before, most of us are going to be in the workforce a whole lot longer than we planned. So you might as well stay relevant, stay competitive. LinkedIn is a great place to do that. And, and again, it's free. No, they do have a paid plan where you get some extra features and benefits. I won't go into those. You can you can check that out on, on LinkedIn itself or, or on YouTube. I'm sure there's a video. So you can check that out there. So with LinkedIn best practices and etiquette, we're going to jump right in. Again, LinkedIn is, is basically Facebook for business. So again, where Facebook was personal, this is business. This is per, this is just how you would act in the, an office or in a professional environment. That's how you that's your mindset for LinkedIn, okay? Uh, we don't want to see you know you on the bass boat or uh, in your swimsuit. I mean, none of that. That I mean, this is professional, okay? So first of all, you want to personalize it, but you want to personalize it in a very, very uh, business-like way, just like you would your resume. In fact, people, a lot of people use LinkedIn primarily as a job hunting tool, so their LinkedIn profile is set up as a resume. That's okay. Sometimes they're set up just, hey, I'm an expert in this particular field. I'm in the construction business. I'm in the IT business. I'm in the cybersecurity business. That's that's okay too. Another thing with LinkedIn is make sure if you want to be engaged, you want to like posts. So some, just like on Facebook, someone will post something. Make sure you like, comment, offer support. That's how you connect with other people on LinkedIn because that activity will start telling the algorithm of LinkedIn that, hey, this person is active. So when you post things, guess what's going to happen? Your posts will start showing up on other people's feeds as well. Personalize it. Be yourself, but be professional. You want to like posts, comment, and be supportive of people's posts. Here's the other thing. In LinkedIn, you do have the opportunity to private message people or even extract an email off somebody's profile. Please don't email them or harass them, especially if you're in sales and try to sell something. Uh, Don't send a an email or a, uh, a direct message or a private message. Actually, it's called Messenger, LinkedIn Messenger. Don't send, don't don't try to, to sell them something like right out of the gate. That, that's very offensive. And I think people are starting to, on LinkedIn, are starting to see that as, as email or spam. That's okay to message someone. Just say, hey, I noticed we went to the same college. I'd love to connect with you. And, and there's a, a connect request. That's okay. And then you start the dialogue, but don't, and, and don't try to sell something to somebody who it, it's not a good fit. I get 
emails or actually LinkedIn messages all the time for products and services that I would I would never use. So they obviously did not read my profile and dial into what I do. So be very careful with irrelevant messages. And again, don't email or harass people through through LinkedIn. Also, when you do get a message, respond to it and reply promptly. If someone is trying to sell you something, there's an automatic button you can click and it says, no, thank you. I'm not interested. You don't even have to type it. You just click and it says. Now, if people continue to harass you, you can report that to LinkedIn and you can also block that person. But it is very professional, just like you would in business. If someone emails you or leaves you a voicemail, respond to that message promptly. There's another feature on LinkedIn. It's called uh, Who's Viewed Your Profile. Now, this is pretty cool because especially if recruiters start looking at your profile, that's kind of exciting. Now, in the early days, it was really, really exciting. But now LinkedIn is used by so many recruiters. It's like I, I get recruiters look at me two or three times a day. Uh, you know, based on my profile. But the cool thing is if you have the free LinkedIn account, you can only see the last five people who have viewed your account. But if you have a paid membership, and it's like $24, $25 a month. And again, if you're in the job hunt or job search business, it's probably worth it. You can see everyone who has viewed your profile in the last 90 days. And that will kind of also let you know if you are relevant. So if your LinkedIn profile kind of stinks, well, yeah, it's it's probably not going to uh, attract very many people. Now, speaking of that, my next podcast, I do think I'm going to do a deep dive into how to up your LinkedIn profile to make it look more attractive. So I'll be very, very specific on that. I will uh, that there'll be a video accompanying that, and also there'll be a downloadable uh, white paper that I'll put out there on social media that everyone can download as well. So uh, that'll be our next podcast, but that'll come out in a week or two. All right. Next, professional headshot. No, no. In my opinion, no picture is better than one. Again, you're you're sitting uh, in a patio chair and you've got a beer in your hand and you're obviously three sheets to the wind. You know, it's got to be professional. You really don't have. You don't need a hat unless that's what you do in business. And you know, if your if your profession requires you to wear a hat, maybe wear that hat. Like if maybe you're construction, you're wearing the hard hat and you're on site. I think that's okay. But you want to try to have a professional headshot. You want to have a clear shot of what you look like. You know, again, not not all of us are, are photogenic and you know, we don't like looking at ourselves. But in in when you're when you're talking about a, a headshot, that's the first thing people notice on a LinkedIn profile. And according this is according to LinkedIn, profiles with headshots or, or a picture of you, a professional one, are 14 times more likely to be viewed than those without. Plus, it, it legitimizes you. If you don't have a picture, people go, what are they hiding? Okay, just saying that. So your your picture has to be a photo of you, not a company logo, not a family vacation picture. It's got to be a professional headshot. Remember, that is a first impression, and you only get one chance. I, I do believe that is true. And also, too, remember, your LinkedIn page is your is your personal brand, and you only have really seconds to make a positive impact. So Again, when I said personalize it, personalize it as you want to be seen by the business community that you're trying to reach. All right. The next one is, especially, and this is if you're in sales, okay? If you're a salesperson trying to connect with people to sell your company's product or services, or if you have your own business, your profile has to be the, you know, the whiff on what's in it for me. 
Okay. We've all heard that before. W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? So what you want to do is construct your, your profile in such a way that you are an expert in your industry or the products that you're selling. Your profile really shouldn't be about you. It, it should be how you could solve problems, save them time or save them money. Because if you could construct your profile to look like that and post content about that, that is going to be very, very powerful. And you're going to connect with a lot of people. All right. The next thing is the name field. Again, that's your name. A couple of things here. You, you got to make sure on your name field, um, I think LinkedIn's terms and conditions say you can't have any weird characters or symbols. I mean, you know, obviously if you're a doctor or you have a professional title or you have uh, you know, MBA or some sort of designation after your name, that is perfectly okay. But what they don't want is phone numbers and, and web addresses, that sort of thing in, in your name field. Here's my biggest pet peeve. I see so many people out there, they have lowercase first name, last name. Okay. You're supposed to capitalize a proper noun. So if my name is supposed to be capitalized. Your name is supposed to be capitalized. So the first letter is capitalized. If you have all lowercase, to me, that turns me off, and that just tells me you really were not thinking about your profile when you were in a hurry. So with your name field, to me, the most important thing is make sure you, you capitalize it just like you would on a resume. All right, the next part is headline and summary. So again, if you get on a LinkedIn page, again, just look somebody up. Look, look for a famous person like if it's a Tony Robbins or a, a Bill Gates or something like that. Look at, look at their... LinkedIn profile, or just find someone you know, look at the headline and look at the summary. And, and that is, again, another way of, of getting attention, having people connect with you and let them know who you are and what you do. And again, the headline should be you know one statement like exceptional leader in this industry. And then the summary, it kind of expounds on that headline. So that is very, very important. So you can have a great headline and a good summary. Remember, you're trying to sell yourself. You're trying to sell. This is a brand you are trying to build. The next thing you can do on LinkedIn is, is your activity. Try to post as often as you can. Again, you want to, just like with Facebook, you want to post relevant and, and appropriate topics. Again, if you are in a particular industry, post articles and things that are, I guess, relevant to that industry. That's going to make you look like an expert and it's going to look like you are engaged in that business. Privacy settings. Now, this is one that a lot of people just completely don't understand or don't set up correctly. When you're setting up your LinkedIn profile, or if you already have one, go to your privacy settings. Make sure it is set for public. You want everybody to be able to find you. Now, here's the thing. If you are at a company and you are looking for a job, um, there is something, and I'm going to talk, talk about this in a minute about you're open to work. You know, you got to be cognizant of that because especially if you connect with your HR people, they're going to see all your activity. So you got to be very careful with that. Your privacy settings, if you mark it private, no one's going to see anything. You're just going to be, I mean, you're not even going to be a factor on, on LinkedIn. Now, again, on Facebook, it was different because you have personal information, but on LinkedIn, it you should at least reveal your professional background and information. So make sure you set that privacy setting to public. All right. Next one, nurture relationships. Again, when someone likes your post, make sure you're liking their posts back. You know, you like me, I like you. It's, it, it helps you connect with people. 
comment on posts. But again, keep it brief. Don't say anything dumb. Just say, hey, that's a great point. Glad you post or thanks for sharing. Something like that, because that means you're engaged and people will start to reciprocate. So that's how you nurture relationships. And also, as I mentioned before, if you're posting content, make sure it's valuable. Make sure it's relevant to the industry or the business that you're in. And like always, keep it positive and keep it professional. And again, keep it positive and professional. I am starting to see a lot of controversial topics kind of sneak into LinkedIn. Fortunately, it's pretty self-policed. People start complaining or reporting the post. But, you know, politics, just, wow, stay away from politics on LinkedIn because you just don't know. Again, think of it this way. You don't know who you're going to offend. And it could be very something very, very simple. And it could be a potential employer or maybe a potential employee if you're a business owner. So just keep it positive. Keep it professional. Again, this is business. Uh, Don't get anything personal intertwined with, with your LinkedIn page. The next thing is LinkedIn groups. Find some groups to join. Like if you're a realtor, there are a ton of realtor type groups you can join. If you're in building products, if you're a roofer, if you're in IT, find a group. You can search and there's tons of groups you can join. Most groups are open. They'll accept you just by clicking a button. Some you have to answer a few questions and they bring you into the group. But that is a great way to connect with peers and colleagues in your industry. The last thing I want to mention is uh, about the recruiting factor and open to work. So again, if you are 45 plus looking for a job, LinkedIn is the place to be. I think it's even more powerful, like monster.com. I don't really hear a lot about monster. I know the other big job search engine is indeed. I mean, that's another big one. And there's a few others out there. So again, I don't want to get emails or comments that, oh, you left these people out. But I think LinkedIn is becoming more and more and more powerful This is the first place most people go. Recruiters and companies spend a lot of money with LinkedIn to find you or to attract people to apply for jobs. So remember, if you are unemployed, under my profile, there's a button called Open to Work. You want to click on that. Again, you could Google that or even go to LinkedIn. I think they'll walk you you through how to do that. If you put your preferences, job title, location, things like that. And that will kind of broadcast out to recruiters that, hey, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm available. Now, if you're working at a job and you're like, mm, I'm, I'm not happy, I want to do something else. Anyway, go listen to my podcast, uh, uh, episode number one, that'll cover that uh, when it's time to leave the company. But remember, really we'll try not to broadcast that out to anyone who's marked at working at the same place you do. Uh, they try that very hard. So just remember, if you are employed and you click that open to work button, Someone at your work at hey, there, you know, you're looking for a job, but you, but you could always say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't know I had that button clicked, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, I have found that recruiters, it, they'll do a lot of search, and if they're interested in you, they're going to contact you regardless. So, like 20 years ago, well, I, I would say when fa- when LinkedIn first started, I remember every time I got a, a message from a recruiter, I was excited. Ooh, a recruiter, uh, things are getting serious, but now it's like commonplace. But the thing is with recruiters, you know, should you should you friend a recruiter? Well, I, I tend to do, it, especially if it's something in my industry or a related industry. The thing with recruiters is they're just trying to connect. They're trying to build their resource pool. And that's OK. That's that's what it's for. But just make sure that if you're engaging with a recruiter, that they are 
being communicative with you. They are communicating back and forth. They're letting you know the status on things. And I've in the past, I've had recruiters who, you know, they called and they wanted all my information. They wanted my resume and I did all that stuff. And then I never heard back from them. A lot of them just want a resume harvest. So I would not send my resume to any recruiter who's asking for it. I would say, let's, let's talk before I send you my resume. You want to find out about the company, what the opportunity is. And you know what? I'll be honest, ask about the compensation because if the compensation ain't right, there's no point even in, in, in wasting your time or wasting their time. So if you're engaged by a recruiter, make sure before you send them a resume, you understand the position that, that's open. And if they won't tell you, then don't send them a resume. In fact, unfriend them, block them. Now, recruiters, I'm, I'm giving you the, the, the reverse advice. Be upfront, honest with people. If, if you're to say, hey, I'm, I'm a recruiter in your industry, are you looking for a job? And if people say no, that's fine. If they are, say, hey, send me your resume because you want to build your resume database. I get that. I understand that. But especially if you engage someone on a job, please close the loop. I can't tell you how many times I've been through the process, then they ghosted me or they went silent, never heard from them. That is so rude. Hey, if, if I'm not going to be the candidate anymore, let me know. Just email me, send me a text, send me a message. Say, hey, they went with another person. That's all candidates want, okay? So again, LinkedIn, very, very powerful for the 45 plus. And the next podcast will be a little more deeper dive on how to spruce up your LinkedIn profile. I think you'll find it interesting. So with that, Facebook, etiquette, best practices, LinkedIn, etiquette, best practices. And this is applicable to all the social media platforms. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found this useful. So again, visit us at PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com. And thanks for listening to the podcast. This is the Platinum Community. This is your Platinum Community. Thanks, and we'll see you again soon.